0: Welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from, holy shit, this small town in South Carolina just got rid of its mask mandate. What the fuck? Sorry, this bothered me. Joining me from Los Angeles, where I'm sure they don't have complete fucking idiots on their city council, my co-host, Jules. Jules, how are you doing today?
1: Well, I'm sleep-deprived and operating heavy machinery. (laughs) Ha ha!
0: Uh, always making good life choices, love it. And joining us from the Inland Empire of the Sun is my other co-host, John. John, what's happening?
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm kind of split today, really. Um, I was supposed to get a new microphone yesterday, it hasn't arrived. But on the other hand, I really love this idea that, uh, it's your guys' show and I'm just the only person who's ever called in and that's why I sound like this.
0: (laughs) You are our biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) So we watched possibly the greatest show of not just the 90s, but of all time, Baywatch. And John, if you had to tell someone you watched Baywatch without using the title, what would you tell them? I'd say
2: that I watched the six S's, surf, sand, sun, swimsuits, slow-mo, and the softest softcore that TV has to offer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are Goddamn right you did.
0: Oh, and Jules, <laughs> if the producers had asked you to come up with a different title for Baywatch, what would it be?
1: Well, I just, you know, there were so many options, but I, I kept coming back to, you know, the simplest. Sometimes that's the best, and it's Lifeguard Wet Dreams. <laughs> Because that's what the show is. It's, it's <laughs> oh every single God. episode. I'm just picturing some lifeguard going into a bar in Hollywood, talking to a producer and telling him all these stories, you know, and the producer buying into it in some way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I would love that especially if the lifeguard actually described what happens on this show because look, my description is what everybody knows about Baywatch I never saw it before so what I didn't know is that it's also a family drama and a crime series you see that I didn't remember because I
0: definitely watched this as a kid so I mentioned in a previous episode that I grew up in a different country that country was South Africa and we got all the shows at the right time we didn't get the movies at the right time we would get movies like a year after they released in the states but we got the tv shows at the same time and everyone watched Baywatch. and all i remember is pamela anderson in a swimsuit i don't know i did not know who the fuck david hasselhoff was i was too busy looking at pamela anderson
1: yeah see my experience was that i remember it being introduced to the uk and just it looked ridiculous the immediate response well, is. is this is insane how is no one else it is this out <laughs> normal people do not look this way this is the opposite of reality and it's painful (laughs) and there's
0: also more than two minutes of sunlight on any given day like how the fuck is that even possible from a uk perspective
1: <laughs> the sun does not exist in the real world.
0: It is a space lizard conspiracy.
1: All right. Well, I mean, honestly,
0: guys, I almost quit the podcast after watching this to start a new podcast called Baywatch Watch because this was fucking incredible. So I don't want to like waste
2: any more time. So we're gonna take a I was ready to embark on that journey with you. Um I <laughs> I watched these few episodes and had to start the series from the beginning. I couldn't help it. I've I've fallen in love it's filling a hole i didn't even know existed in my in my spirit
1: I almost wanted to switch it off after five minutes because you know I'd done my business principle yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so just, yeah, the the listeners definitely want to know about our uh, jacking it habits. So before we get into any more details about that, we're going to take a real quick break and we're going to break down Baywatch season three, episode one, where they actually introduce Pamela Anderson. So sit tight and we'll be right back with that.
1: Man, I am really worried about Baywatch tryouts.
2: Yeah, I've heard they're super intense and selective.
0: All right, everyone, welcome to Baywatch Tryouts. Out of the 200 of you, only 20 will become lifeguards.
2: (gasps) Is that David Hasselhoff? Definitely not.
0: All right, now first, you need to pass the swimsuit competition. Shit. Oh, man, I'm out. Then there's the slow motion running portion.
2: Ooh, I could do that. Well yeah, I mean I'm pretty natural at slow motion. And finally, there's
0: the ocean race where you will need to swim in both slow and regular motion for dramatic effect.
2: Yeah, well hang on there. This whole thing seems ridiculous, right? I mean what does any of this have to do with saving lives?
1: Yeah, I'm starting to think being a lifeguard isn't really worth it.
2: Uh
0: actually my dude, a Los Angeles County lifeguard can make over three hundred thousand dollars a year. Seriously, we'll link an article in the show notes.
2: Oh, damn. Gee
1: whiz, I
0: wish I knew how to swim. Me too, little dude. Me too.
1: Gee whiz! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: All right, and we're back uh, to talk about Baywatch season three. Uh, As we were saying before the break, uh, the reason why we picked season three is because this is the season where Pamela Anderson gets introduced. And let's be honest, the show is Pamela Anderson and David Hasselhoff. So talking about the show without her, kind of pointless. At least that's what we kind of decided around here. And so we're going to start with the two-parter that she was introduced in called River of No Return. Because you know what screams a Baywatch episode? rivers rivers <laughs> right yeah well, you want to introduce a new lifeguard character let's go to a fucking river in a national park in northern california
1: that makes sense just so long as there's water you know just <laughs> any excuse to bring in water as a potential area that would give your protagonist some sort of superpower against the villains
0: look as long as these hot people are getting wet i don't think anybody cares <laughs> I'm, pr- i'm definitely overthinking this yeah. So we got to talk about really briefly about the intro because the intro is two fucking minutes. You know you're watching a show from the 90s when the introduction is two minutes because that was the time you needed to get your popcorn, go to the bathroom, call all everyone else in the house to come watch the show.
2: The only thing that jumped out at me during the intro was I saw Kelly Slater and had to look this up because I was like, holy shit, really? Actual professional surfer Kelly Slater is in Baywatch but not this episode and and not a in a lot of a episodes. Quick, He's- a, quick, a quick IMDb search shows that he is credited for 23 and appears in 7. Yeah, that seems about right based <laughs> off of the ones that I watched.
1: Well, for me, the intro, the, the only thing I wrote about the intro is that this workout video forgot to include weightlifting techniques. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just, first of all, so many thongs, which
0: I, I've been to the beach plenty of times in LA. Not a lot of those. And this is on a network television show in the early 90s. You could not do that these days. You can't show that much ass on yeah, but It was a NBC. cable
2: network. It was USA. It was a cable network. Was it? Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought it was like on NBC or something. Yeah, well, you were in South Africa. Well, we had it on what was our, essentially and, our broadcasting. And, and I so. wasn't
2: allowed to see it, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, I gotta mention, I fucking hate when they take old shows and they change the aspect ratio to widescreen. It's like, no, man, this was in 4.3. Just leave it in three. Let me watch it as God intended, okay? I don't need to see stretched out. Like, that's not how it was. That's not how it was filmed. That's just me. I'm a purist. It's a little nitpicky thing.
1: Listeners, Nick has a very intimate relationship with God. And if you could pray for him, I, 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 I can tell you he would appreciate that more than any other gift of money or success.
0: <laughs> yeah, as an atheist, I God is my homeboy. <laughs> So back to this intro So most of this intro It's it's basically just people running on the beach It's every single character running on the beach Including Hasselhoff's kid The kid who plays his kid Gets to like do his own little running thing And he clearly knows it's bullshit Because he's some scrawny kid He's just fucking <laughs> loving it <laughs> And there's helicopters and boats And it, as the, it, prog- it starts with Hasselhoff in the boat In his formal lifeguard uniform But then when it cuts away And they add more characters to his boat They're all of a sudden in their lifeguard yeah, for uniform, me, for me,
1: like the weirdness really weird was detail. the fact that, um, you know, I I always felt like the Hoff became more likable in more recent times, you know, and that's only from a short cameo in Dodgeball and his his song <laughs> on his album, which is called Get Into My Car. Listen to it if you have a chance. It is absolutely ridiculous. And somehow he became likable. But now that I've watched these episodes, he's so much more hateable again. I don't know why. Somehow, in these two episodes, I went from I like the half to I really don't like this guy.
2: That's really interesting to me because you're half German.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. So half of me, I guess that that works well because I, I'm half. Half of me wants to destroy him. Half of me wants to be him. Yeah, I think you, I think you've solved it, John. <laughs> so the
0: one last little detail I want to bring: when you see David Howe, because he gets the first running down the beach shot and he looks directly into the camera and steals your fucking soul he looks like he's about to jump out of the screen and beat you to death with that red lifeguard floaty thing he just looked like he was about to fucking kill you it was the weirdest facial expression his smile
1: is creepy in this show yet
2: (laughs) captivating
1: you're a bit hypnotized right like his incisors show a little too much all right, so let's
0: start uh The River of No Return Part 1. And also by the way, they give you the titles of the shows. They give you a, l- a nice little title at the beginning of each one, which is a nice touch. Um you don't have to go on IMDb every time to get the show title. And we open up on a river, and I'm just
3: thinking,
1: yeah, you know
0: what this you know what this beach lifeguard show is missing? River kayaking. That's what was missing from this softcore beach
1: porn. It opens with a kayak chase. I mean, you, if you if you haven't been sold yet, this is this is it. This is the moment.
2: Yeah, we have that opening, which we discussed in great length for some reason. (laughs) Um, And then it cuts to, my my note is... Old timey prospector is kayaking away from his would be murderers, the Deliverance Duo.
1: I also wrote that! The Deliverance Guys! They are the Deliverance Guys!
0: Yes! (laughs) Okay, we all need to get out of each other's heads because, yes, the fucking guy, the fucking hillbillies from Deliverance are in this fucking episode.
2: That was the very first thing I thought of, and then I just started calling them the Deliverance Duo for the rest of my notes. I call them
1: the Deliverance Guys. Yeah.
2: I call them the deliverance dudes. So I have
0: them as DD. <laughs> Great. We're all on the same page here. Great minds podcast alike. On we go. <laughs> so yeah. So they're hunting this guy with a fucking crossbow.
1: <laughs> it's so- and we find out later that they have Guns. So I'm sorry, what it's just a casual crossbow. I uh, there's absolutely no reason for it. It's just completely casual and never explained. But okay, so at some point during this chase, he, he's
0: able to like take his kayak to the side, get out, and hide this box in a bunch of rocks. And then he gets back onto his kayak and instead of running away into the woods, which would probably have been safer, he gets back into his kayak to continue getting chased by these deliverance guys. And they shoot him. They just shoot him in the back with a crossbow. It's terrible editing, choppy editing. He's like, ah, and then he falls over and he gets sucked into what we will learn is the devil's mouth. It's this cave that the river flows into. And by the sound effects that they choose, it sounds like it's the literal gates of hell. By the way,
1: I would like the listeners to remember that these people think kayaking is the swiftest way to escape pursuers. Just put a pin in that because that's mm-hmm. going to come back towards the end.
0: Yes, it will. So this old fuck is dead and now we go we go to the bay we go to the bay watch and i swear to god i had a stroke i swear to god i had a stroke because there's it's hot people, more thongs again, I am pro hot women and thongs in my show, but
1: they're playing volleyball this this group of hot women before we get there, did you notice during that montage that one of the life the lifeguard with the binoculars has a massive erection? get the fuck out of absolutely. here! absolutely I had to rewind and i was i because I knew what I saw it was like a it was <laughs> like a the, i know what I- the penis from <laughs> the penis from um, oh god, what's that movie? Um, it's the penis from Fight Club. It is, it is just inserted there that erection. Cirque de Soleil could have performed under it. Serious tentage, I, let me tell you. It was, <laughs> and it haunted me for the rest of watching these episodes. Wow,
2: well, you thought I went on an adventure looking for the chicken in Small Soldiers? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> cock of the walk.
1: I just keep bringing up cocks and John keeps <laughs> wanting to find them. <laughs>
0: I must. I must find it. Okay, so apparently there was a slightly crazier thing in this in this, but the thing that gave me a stroke <laughs> was the series of shots involving Hasselhoff because Hasselhoff shows up and he's in his formal suit and tie kind of lifeguard uniform and he gets onto the beach and while the volleyballers are playing they're all kind of looking at him giving him seductive winks and then all of a sudden he's not in a shirt (laughs) and then all of a sudden he's taking his pants off and we're just like focused on his belt buckles he's like on the ground on the beach and then we cut away and he's up on the lifeguard tower (laughs) there's no continuity
3: (laughs) <laughs>
0: he's just like magically up on the tower. And then all of a sudden, all the volleyball players are by the volleyball net and they're looking at him and they're like waving. It's, it's fucking crazy, man. I, I swear to God, I had a stroke.
1: I feel like there is a way to watch this show that, is, that would be really interesting and fun. And it's a game where every time someone's checking someone out, imagine that they're both really ugly and in no way attracted to each other at all. So this is half... <laughs> Just really digging competitive volleyball. he's he loves the technique he's he's really getting psyched for it he's he's just a super volleyball fan that's one way to look into this (sighs) that's a good um a good
0: lens to look at through this so eddie comes and eddie sounds like e from entourage played by a guy whose last name is warlock which the dungeons and dragons player and me enjoyed and his girlfriend shawnee and they've been both like these two have been regulars on the series up until this point we find out that eddie has been accepted to a lifeguard exchange program in australia and he's going to be on for a year and shawnee is just being like fucking passive aggressive like oh yeah you you just want to be away from me like that kind of girlfriend attitude which does not fly with modern sensibilities
1: yeah she's or maybe that's just no 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 her character as it continues uh, there's a few of those stereotypes that just get sprinkled in every so often I'll, i'll point out the next one but yeah
2: I say, yeah, for me, and uh, it's more of a when we get to these moments. But yeah, I got some questions about Shani.
0: <laughs> so they, they drive away and then, uh-oh, jellyfish attack. All the hotties, volleyball that players. That is
2: literally what my note is. Jellyfish attack.
0: <laughs> <with the next laughs> jellyfish point. attack. Yeah, so all the hot volleyball players, they've all like dived in, but they get attacked by jellyfish, which look like floating hamburger patties.
1: Well, they painted them. Did you notice the bad ADR when Hoff calls for backup? Because I'm pretty sure what he actually said was, I got full water in my bathtub, Ma. <laughs>
0: Oh, I think a bad lip reading of Baywatch is definitely in order. So two of the women have been attacked by jellyfish. Both of them have got jellyfish on their shoulders, by the way. That is the only place. It's weird that they both got attacked on the same body part.
1: Different shoulders, but that was weird. And Hoff just magically grabs them and throws them away. Like, you know. I know. What the fuck? (laughs) He just just grabs jellyfish. Apparently
0: he is immune to jellyfish. Hoff has magical power. If
2: the tendrils don't get you, that's where the... The barbs are, he grabs the top part. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It was weird. But then, it like, Shoddy and casual. Eddie come back, which is like. <sighs> yeah that's great TV because they drive back to help him because when, when he makes the call so it's like oh so you had them drive away and then you had them drive back that's great that's great TV momentum I don't know I thought it was weird and now we're in Beverly Hills 90210 at least I felt like I was in a completely different show because now we're in a high school swimming pool and we meet this guy called Brody who's one of the star swimmers of this high school and his coach is giving him shit because him and his buddy who are clearly the best swimmers are making bets with each other about who's gonna win each individual race.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter. With the show and the camera technique, they always include the bodies. I mean, they really, when they decide they were going to make this show, they said, faces get too much screen time. What we need to do oh, is yeah. overcompensate in completely the other direction and show more body flesh than actual faces.
0: I mean, there were some toned-ass bodies in this <laughs> sequence. Like, let's, let's be honest. These are, some, these are some jack dudes here. But the coach is like, yeah, you need to like watch yourself because we're getting the, the best East Coast switch. Named Bobby Quinn, and they're gonna beat you. And he's like, "Ah, oh, Bobby Quinn, whatever."
2: Yeah this this scene is basically lifeguard tryouts are coming up. Are they going to take place or not? And there's this East Coast person who's like, "Oh man, but they're East Coast. We could totally outswim them."
0: <laughs> like that's it. He's such a bad actor. Oh my god, he's so bad. The way he delivers his lines, it's not like somebody's standing off camera with a cue card. It feels like somebody's literally saying his lines to him and he's just repeating them back.
1: <laughs> this is not the only place. I mean, they don't have the best of lines to work with, but my god, th- there is a scene later on which, you know, is delivered in the most dull way possible. It's yeah, again, getting ahead of myself.
0: You'll, you'll have to point it out because I feel like
1: that's most of it.
0: So, <laughs> so basically, there, there's a there's a a rival named Quinn coming and this Brody dude better watch out. Then we meet a pair of legs outside of the <laughs> swimming sorry this is brody's girlfriend uh but it's just a fucking shot of her legs there's a lot of leg shots i think whoever directed this episode has a tarantino fetish but for legs it's the softest softcore tv has to offer i'm telling you, it really is and they just they kiss brody and his girlfriend just they don't say a word to each other they just start making out and they get on his bike and they ride away baby it's like what the fuck
1: was this? yeah they do yeah uh i'm starting to think that attractive people are the worst you're just starting to think that i mean i had my theories but this show is really all the times
2: you've talked to me about like what a great person i am thanks a lot (laughs) john is a man who knows his worth well now i'm coming to understand it. so
1: much love john so much love
0: And so, because again, we're 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 getting introduced to a lot of new characters in this episode. A mom and her daughter are driving into Malibu, and they got a trailer on their back, and they're in a convertible. And
1: the daughter is super excited; won't sit the fuck down. Yeah, they're in a convertible towing a trailer. I'm firmly under the belief that if you stand up in a convertible while it's moving, you deserve to die. Uh, Darwin's oh, yeah. Darwin's rules apply, you know. This is, this is a point <laughs> at which you have to be cold.
0: Yeah, no, this, this is her. the character's name is Summer, and Summer absolutely was flirting with death, and probably should have gotten it.
1: And the mother's even worse, because she doesn't get her daughter to sit down and put on a damn seatbelt. Yeah, she like, he keeps yanking, pulling her down by her jean skirt, but she
0: keeps standing up, and then she's like, oh my god, mom, let's go to the beach, it's like, alright, right, if you go to the beach, will you sit the fuck down, Jesus? And so they do, they park the trailer, and they get into their swimsuits, and holy fucking shitballs is the mother so much taller than the daughter (laughs) oh my god it's like amazon woman versus fucking i don't know it was crazy like three feet of height difference it was madness (laughs) and so they go frolicking in the beach and the mom's like oh you know he he can't hurt us anymore and it's a new beginning for us so clearly they're trying to run away from somebody pin in that and so we're at hoff's house he's making dinner for his kid and he gets a call from some sheriff saying that his uncle died in a kayaking accident uh, his body was never recovered and he should come to northern california and come sort it out why does he have such a nice house because lifeguards make three hundred thousand
2: dollars a
1: year (laughs) you know i had a feeling i had a feeling legitimately yeah like upper level not according
2: to this show really Yes. Going back to um sorry, we're gonna tangent here for a bit, but going back to watch it from the beginning, one of the lifeguards is also a lawyer. What? And and this firm that he works for, like I I, I couldn't quite tell if it was a, a client or like one of the partners of the firm or whatever, has laid down that he can only do one or the other. And the line is: why is it he has to pay you 200 dollars an hour when the county gets you for twelve? And the retort is twelve <laughs> fifty.
0: Huh. <laughs> well 1250 was a bit more worth a bit more in the early 90s but no like legitimately la county lifeguards at the higher levels like at at Hoffs level make around between $20 and three hundred thousand dollars a year i mean it's been good for them they probably earn it I don't know but i just so so Eddie and Shawnee come over and they're still like passive aggressively sniping at each other over Eddie going to Australia
2: yeah why did they come along
0: oh because they just happened to be there and Hoffs like hey why don't we all go to my dead uncle's house and so they're like sweet
2: why don't you come with me to see what's in this will
0: yeah <laughs> this dead uncle that like he hasn't seen since he was a kid you guys should come right. to this dead uncle's and house. just
1: to let you know uh they haven't found a body so apparently they skipped the whole he's missing part which you know <laughs> would have would have made it i, too I think it's because like
0: devil's mouth like nobody could survive that so i think that's the but they established the- yeah, the that that's basically
1: they established the that he was a great kayaker and he could have handled it not devil's
2: mouth though.
1: <laughs> but they find no remembrance they don't find any crossbow bolt <laughs> no they don't find remains like because I mean we're not going to
0: spoil what happens but like they don't find remains it's just like oh he was seen going into devil's mouth and we assume that he's dead yeah. again not great police writing <laughs> so whatever for some reason Eddie and Shawnee want to go with them and so Hoff and I don't know the kid's name I just call him Minnie Hoff Hobie Hobie he's Mini Hoff his name is Hobie I'm going to call him Mini Hoff Oh, Hobie you what do the f- you. I'm going to do me, because what the... uh, Hobie? What the fuck is that name? Exactly! Yeah, Mini-Hot. You're welcome, kid. That's what makes me love this so much. (laughs) So they drive up north, and they catch Pamela Anderson doing some sweet slow-motion kayaking.
1: The problem is, though, is that she does not look confident. You know, she keeps trying to look sexy and confident, but as the water splashes against her, she seems to, like, be terrified that she's going to be destroyed by the water. Maybe some of the plastic surgery will be a little wobbled okay my theory on this shot is that they clearly got a stunt woman to do the real
0: kayaking and then for pamela anderson they just like put the kayak up on blocks in a parking lot (laughs) and had her pretend to kayak and they just splashed her with water which is why
1: she looks the way she does that would make a lot of sense yeah (laughs) because she does not look comfortable in this in this show (laughs) like she knows it's coming
2: (laughs) So as she's going, they're just watching her. uh, Well, ogling her, basically. And somehow Hasselhoff doesn't recognize her. We'll get back to that. But I have a a note here where he goes, So beautiful. What? I'm talking about the river. To which my note says, Why was Hasselhoff not playing Johnny Cage?
1: (laughs) You You have to say that so many times in this script must have been sexy things happen. Hoff smiles at it. I mean that that could have been that. That's just control V that twenty times, and you have half the script. Oh my god! So they get to the the uncle's cabin,
0: which has apparently been ransacked after he died. Uncle's telling them that apparently the week before he died, he was bragging about finding the boot, and everyone's like the boot. And fucking Minnie Hoff just apparently is a goddamn mining nerd. <laughs> He's like, I know what the boot is. I'm going to take out this fucking book I have about gold mining in California. And I'm going to flip and show you a picture of it. There's apparently a photo of it in this this legendary chunk of gold in the shape of a boot that may or may not exist. He's got a fucking photo of it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's so dumb. The whole kid-dad relationship comes across as, again, this is not reality. This is this is the opposite of reality. The kid wouldn't be reading a book, and Hoff and him would have a terrible relationship, and Hoff would have a pot belly and he'd be balding.
2: <laughs> Other Hobie was better. This is like the second kid to play Hobie. <laughs> and in the first season, there's this like single parent dynamic. Hobie might have to go live with his mom and he's resentful about life. Like he's amazing. <laughs> Season one Hobie is awesome.
1: (laughs) Start a petition. Bring back season one Hobie. (laughs) Make Hobie great again. Give us five stars if you want to see Hobie back (sighs) (laughs) up. We
0: have that power. And this is another nuts part about this. So while the sheriff and like them, they're all like looking through the cabin. The fucking deliverance dudes are somehow in a nearby river at the end of the road just <laughs> watching what's going on. <laughs> like, uh, oh, what's the sheriff over there doing with these guys while they have this fucking weird pump thing, which we later learn is like a dredger, a river dredger, which is what they use to like collect gold. But they're just standing there with this fucking like dredger looking down the road, <laughs> commenting on what's going on. It's fucking nuts
2: oh, i love that deliverance duo
0: <laughs> they're oh they get better they get even better
1: they are the best <laughs> oh god i we get to certain moments and we are going to cheer about these two
0: oh we are <laughs> oh yeah at the end of this episode there's my favorite moment we'll get there we'll get there, we'll get there. Oh, let's get there yeah i yeah.
1: want these two as action figures and i want them on my wall <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie and Drew. Oh, you bothered to learn their names, I actually good. did, because I love them.
0: So the sheriff gives Hoff a letter from his uncle, telling that he gets everything, but also telling him that he's stashed something in their secret spot. And Hoff's like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't hung out with this guy when I was a kid. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, I don't know where the secret
1: spot is. Hoff's memory is the great feature of this episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's the one character they forgot to cast. <laughs>
0: And so Minnie Hoff really wants to camp out at his fucking uncle's place. And Shawnee is like... Fuck no, there are spiders, there are bugs, fuck this, I'm going to a bed and breakfast.
1: Eddie, you can come, but... This is the moment where, you know, she's swimming in the ocean with all the insects and fish, but apparently a few bugs are the worst in the world, because I guess she's a woman, and women have to be scared of bugs and insects. Mm Mm-hmm, can't hack it in the great outdoors in the
0: 90s. So we get to the bed and breakfast, and now the the softcore porniness really... It
1: really yeah. Yeah, it's definitely
0: time for sex. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is there's like a fireplace going, there's some sweet softcore porn keyboard music playing, and we have Eddie and Shawnee making out by the four-poster bed with like the kind of like camera spin that the room uses during sex scenes. (laughs) It's basically (laughs) the same. And Shawty pauses the makeout session to put on lingerie. Yeah. I don't think anybody who wrote this episode has ever had sex because that's not how any sexual encounter I've ever had (laughs) works. Nobody stops the foreplay to be like, I'll be back while I slip into something more frilly. No, that's not how
1: that works. Well, sometimes. But I doubt after a long trip they'd both be exhausted.
2: Yeah, but you're not going to wear your lingerie to Crazy Uncle Prospector's cabin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, why does she even have it in the first place?
1: (laughs) Well, I've dated some girls who know. <laughs> I have not. Okay, but anyway, anyway, getting back to it,
0: she doesn't put it on. No, because she gets psyched out by conveniently placed breastfeeding picture in the bathroom that's super on the nose for yeah. the rest of the episode. and then she's just
2: kind of standing there like, she might be pregnant, and then walks out and gives him this whole speech about how this can't last between us. He's like, it's only a year, and you gotta be in this for the long haul, and he's just like, where the fuck did this come from? You are we were just about to have sex and you came out with
1: more clothes on <laughs> but did either of you guys notice that the back and forth between her and the painting happened a ridiculous number of times
2: yeah i mean there, there's no such thing as subtle you couldn't <laughs> there's no such thing as subtlety. they really got to make sure you understand what's they happening
1: really now. thought that their audience had gone up left the room made i don't know <laughs> made a Well, they thought the sex was out of wood.
2: So you got to go make your popcorn.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) got to cover your kid's eyes. (laughs) But also,
0: like, when she comes out of the bathroom, this is my favorite. She, like, he has lit like 40 candles. Like, somehow in the four minutes she's been in the bathroom, he has lit 40 candles. And she comes out and immediately starts like puffing them out individually. Like, 20 candles while he's, like, asking her what's going She is hate
2: snuffing these candles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, back at the campsite, Hoff and Minnie Hoff are cooking marshmallows outside by a tent, and Hoff tells some long boring story about, like, panning for gold with his uncle, and who gives a fuck? See, I feel like this conversation should have happened at the
2: house, and that's why Hobie has a book about gold panning and all of these, like, legendary treasures. You're giving this way more thought than the writers of this show. Clearly. Because, yeah.
1: He accurately remembers the story, and yet his brain at no point recognized that secret spot nope doesn't know where it I is swear, he was reading his memory from a script
0: <laughs> so he tells minioff that they'll go on a river trip tomorrow and they'll they'll find the spot and it'll be fun but uh, uh-oh The Deliverance fucking dudes are chilling in the bushes listening.
3: because yes, they are.
0: (laughs) Like
2: 10 feet away. away. Yes. Yes. How could they not hear these guys breathing?
1: (laughs) I want to write a TV show for these guys. I really do.
0: How are there hillbillies in Northern California? I don't get it. There are hillbillies everywhere. All right. Just- oh, okay i mean i'll take your word for it but these felt like you know backwoods of georgia kind of hillbillies john
1: has a comprehensive list Well that's
0: why every <laughs> single one of us said the guys from delivery. <laughs> yes <laughs> So the next morning, Minnie Hoff is out panning for gold by himself. And then one of the deliverance dudes comes up and starts giving him pointers on how to pan for gold. He, this one is like baseball cap. Uh, yeah, there's baseball cap.
2: And then there's a uh, redneck Thor. Yes. Yes. Redneck Thor. So this is baseball cap deliverance,
0: dude. <laughs> and my, I wrote in my notes in all caps: "Stranger danger, mini Hoff. Like, yes, holy this is shit! This not a
1: creepy at all. Hoff is not a good dad in this episode <laughs> or the next.
0: No, we're we're about to get there because yeah. So he like str- like first of all, this kid now this kid isn't like, hey, dude, who the fuck are you? Why are you going up to random children in the river giving tanning <laughs> lessons? All we were taught in the early 90s was don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers. And apparently we had to include don't talk to strangers when panning for gold in the rivers of Northern California, because apparently you don't think it fucking applies here. Anyways.
1: I understand why he was talking to the kid, but why the kid talks to him is the is I know! Because he needed information about what Hoff was doing because they've got a devious plan.
2: All I'm going to say, season one Hobie would have pulled a knife. (laughs)
0: Now I gotta watch season one. (laughs) So Hoff, like the big Hoff, comes up and Deliverance dude disappears like Batman from the animated
2: series. Like Yes. Yes! Hobie's like, Oh, I was just getting some lessons on panning. He's like, lessons from who? And they turn around and it's like, where'd he go? They were leg
1: deep in the lake. There was no way you could out you could stealth your way out of this. (laughs) The, the, no, you could the, not. These no, guys have such awesome powers, which we'll get to <laughs> later. On. Yes. And
0: Hoff isn't like alarmed that strangers are coming up to his child in the middle of nowhere, the river. He's like, oh cool. Do you want to get breakfast? Like, what the fuck? Dad! <laughs> the magical gold panning fairies
3: back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so back in the beach summer girl who would not sit down in the car is dropped off for lifeguard tryouts and she really doesn't think she's gonna make it and brody is there the swimmer dude who doesn't talk to his girlfriend who's like yeah i can't wait for this east coast like quinn dude to show up i'll show him and then abusive ex-boyfriend from the east coast that was dating summer's mom shows up his name is jed how the fuck this guy found her like this guy just ap- yeah. either has like a tracking chip on summer or <laughs> has a warlock patron who lets him know where his ex white girlfriend goes in the country but he finds her and starts harassing summer tries to drag him off a buddy brody and his buddy step in and they fight him off because you know
2: And I love this line. Baywatch is surprisingly good about consent issues because when she starts struggling with this guy, Brody's line is, do you want me to butt in or out? She's like, in, in. (laughs) Yeah, like he's not just going to automatically be like, hey, get your hands off her because he doesn't know the situation. That's true. That's consent true. based white knight we, we do yeah. we do yeah.
1: give concessions where they're deserved so that's that's that is a good point but everything else is terrible in a good way so
0: back in northern california hoff mini hoff eddie and shawnee have shown up for their river raft tour and it turns out that their tour guide is uh cj who hoff deduces was a lifeguard that he used to work with and then the best the best <laughs> The best moment that has ever been filmed on any medium. <laughs> or ever will be filmed in any. I don't give a fuck if like hologram porn becomes a thing. This beats that hologram porn.
1: <laughs>
0: Pamela Anderson playing the saxophone to a river.
1: <laughs> on a rock! And it's so awkwardly shot. Yes! It's so awkwardly shot. <laughs> She's trying. She just looks so out of place and awkward. You couldn't. Oh my You couldn't God. make it work with two thousand angles and you know the cinematographer from Inception. Because she's not
0: even playing the saxophone by the river. Just kind of like sitting down, chilling. She's like standing up and playing it to like as if the river was the audience. That is how she is playing this
2: fucking saxophone. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that she didn't bring a uh, like a, a tin can or something for the river to throw tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like
0: like little bits of gold from the set the seabed. <laughs> That's yeah. That's how
1: she goes panning for gold. <laughs> Serenates the, the river. They left all of their sexy <laughs> cinematographers at the beach and they couldn't get one single one at the river. And here's
0: the thing clearly Pamela Anderson did not learn how to play the saxophone. They clearly ADR'd saxophone music in. And they ADR'd shitty, shitty sax... Like, seriously, I've never played the saxophone in my entire life. If you gave me the sa- a saxophone right now, I would play a more coherent saxophone tune <laughs> than what they ADR'd into this scene. It was madness.
2: Unbelievable. They make a point of saying that she's learning. Yeah. And yet... don't
0: care. I don't care. <laughs> And so here's the thing. So Hoff, because like, he knows her, he comes up to like say hi. And he kind of scares her. And she turns around, lightly taps him in out of like being startled. And he goes flying into the river. And Hasselhoff gets out and he's like all wet. And he's like, yeah, so how's Larry? And Pamela Anderson says, mention that name again. And you're going back in the river. And it's like, dude, he's still in the river. There's no <laughs> river to go back into.
2: That's a bad line. It's Going back to Julian's thing Of how they didn't cast his memory Um (laughs) you remember how the day before when he was staring at her for eight minutes as she slowly kayaked down the river and did not have the faintest hint of recognition <laughs> but, okay to be fair she
0: was really far away he's looking at like this river rafter from the highway he probably couldn't see who it was we just got a close up of her because we as the audience needed to see Pamela Anderson
2: because we're special like that because mm. we're
0: special so basically everyone is getting ready for the river trip CJ Pamela Anderson is going to be their guide and And she kind of mentions that, hey, she kind of misses being a lifeguard. She'd been out here for some dude and that didn't work out so she wants to come back. and like, yeah, yeah, you should come back, try out. So Eddie tries to help Shawnee with her lifeguard and with her life jacket and she all but tells him to fuck off.
2: Yeah, she runs so hot and cold back and forth through this whole episode.
0: And so Pamela Anderson goes up to her and helps her out and she's like, hey, how long have you guys been together? Yeah, we've been together about two years. And then again, most on-the-nose dialogue. She's like, yeah, I've never been in a relationship that long, but basically when we get to that point if you, you know, you gotta either commit or it just slips away. And it's like, you know, way to be thematically on the nose without having been part of any of the shit that's been going on, Pam Landerson. That's that's good writing. Yeah,
1: I remember the, the one exchange of lines that, you know, the kayaking ride's gonna have ups and downs. And Pam says, like most relationships. And I just think that's not funny, not witty, not poignant in any way. That's about the most generic thing you could possibly say. Welcome to Baywatch. Welcome to Baywatch. <laughs> Welcome to Baywatch. Just a
0: lot... <laughs> a lot of expositing this show definitely comes from the tell don't show school of screenwriting (laughs) and so on the other side of the boat hoff is talking to eddie about pamela anderson and apparently she has like a new dude every two months and the last one left her with nothing but the saxophone so now they're going down the river they're doing the thing and my music note for this scene is 80s disney world commercial (laughs) (laughs) that is what i saw there
1: it actually looked like one too you know they always had those water pipe water rafting (laughs) oh yeah
0: so they get flipped over by a rapid at some point in this trip like completely capsized and you're thinking oh fuck are they dead is this gonna be like a dramatic point like is this like a cut to commercial moment psych they're fine come back they're all Carrying the the boat to the shore, they're all laughing about how awesome the boat ride was. It's like, oh, what the fuck was that?
2: They needed a reason for them to be out of the boat. I mean, it'd be natural just to be like, hey, we've been rafting for a while, let's get lunch, (laughs) right? (laughs) But that's not how Baywatch
0: operates. That's too easy. No, we need to capsize the entire boat and not make anything else of
2: it, and then just laugh it off.
0: (laughs) Yes, because Minnie Hoff is basically just like fucking coming in his pants over what just happened. There's a lot of Minnie Hoff just like hitting puberty at most moments over like random things. And so Shawnee apologized to Eddie about like how she acted the previous night and you know, wants to take a walk with him. As they're walking away, the Deliverance dudes are on their own boat, just kind of creepily floating by. And Pamela Anderson explains that they are low-life drudgers who are only interested in gold. You know, they're like oh, fucking- Oh yeah, she recognizes <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) They're like hillbilly gold members, essentially. I like gold, you know. (laughs) Oh, okay, that one. But with a crossbow, and then Hoff's spidey sense starts tingling because that he's exact pretty same sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his spidey sense tingles. There is no reason. It's just this beautiful moment <laughs> where he just looks at random underbrush and suddenly he gets a sense. He got his memory back. He got his memory back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's pretty sure the secret spot
0: is around there. So they they start walking around, and so Shani tells Eddie that she thinks she might be pregnant, and Eddie reacts exactly like like, how I would react if a girl told me that she was pregnant from me. Just, huh? Just, like, s- staring off into space, like,
1: can't handle the news, just... This scene, you guys, acting. If you want to see acting, watch this scene. Because, honestly, you could replace it with, I lost my flip-flop and it still would've worked. So, I don't know. Okay. Uh. I'm, uh, I'm going to go back, I guess.
2: I want to come back to this scene much later. Let's stick oh. a pin in the I'm pregnant.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. We'll get there. <laughs> so Huff's spidey senses continued to lead him to the spot where... <laughs> the old dude who got killed in the first scene, um, hid the box, they find it, and
1: it's a clue to like where this boot gold nugget is. And this clue, guys, I mean national treasure, eat your heart out. This is a fantastic clue. Oh, I had an observer like this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, crazy uncle would always have trouble remembering things unless it was set to a song. <laughs> so stupid. Just like right where
0: the fuck it is. Map, X marks the spot. Here's the fuck. It's so stupid. Like they basically just wanted this kid to sing Oh My Darling Clementine because the yeah. lyric, the clue lyrics are set to Oh My Darling Clementine. But they treat it as if knowing
2: that tune is part of deciphering the clues. Exactly. And it's not at all. Exactly. The clues are really cryptic if you don't know the river like you'd have to have lived on the river and known it for you know several years but the song has nothing to do with it and yet it's the perfect choice
1: and hoff because what's that song about hoff keeps asking his son to
2: sing it back for no reason yeah that's my point that's my point they treat it as if being able to sing the song is going to help you understand and then it doesn't (laughs) But that said, even though there's no reason for the song to be there, Clementine is the perfect fucking song for this episode.
0: It is, because, because you what's know, it about? Yeah, It's exactly. about a gold miner's daughter back in the 1840s getting swept away and drowning in a river.
2: Yes. Oh, I didn't actually know that. His greatest treasure falls in the river and is lost forever. The chorus is literally, you are gone and lost forever. Dreadful sorry, Clementine.
1: See, you actually learn stuff from this podcast, even me.
2: <laughs> and so now we have this sense of foreboding, because who in our group... Could Clementine be? We've got danger on the river already. So well, no, Uncle's the old prospector. Okay.
0: <laughs> well,
2: anyways, but, uh but the- oh. You know, who's the value treasure? Is it our young girl, Shawnee? Is it literally treasure? Is it... Well, no, it's not going to be Hobie. Let's face no, it. No,
0: it's not going to be Hobie. <laughs> but all I know is that Minnie Hoff singing the fucking tune got real old real fast.
2: Oh, no. I I enjoyed every single moment. I could not get enough of him. Like... It was annoying the first time. Trying to remember how the tune... Like, he, he's trying to remember how the tune goes every time he starts singing. <laughs> God <laughs> It's, it's uh, it made my life. this has made my <laughs>
0: life. Uh, so basically they first need to figure out there's a lyric in there about a lollipop and Pam Madison's like oh there's a tree that kind of looks like a lollipop we call it the lollipop tree because we're really fucking imaginative here in Northern California river area
2: hey Southern California has a very industrious city called City of Industry
0: <laughs> alright there, there are some hard city limits blame, where creativity I goes <laughs> I found yeah. it quite
1: incredible that they were in such beautiful scenery and somehow did not manage to Get a single good shot of the scenery. I mean, it was. (laughs) Oh. Every shot looked absolutely terrible like you were in the, someone's awful back garden that they hadn't that they'd left to nature for like 20 years. I have some notes about part 2 and like that ties into that we'll get there but <laughs> oh my god
0: so there, Shawnee is gonna go back because like if she's pregnant she shouldn't be rafting but like hey lady you thought you were pregnant last night before you started rafting why didn't why did you go raft? anyways she, she's gonna go back Pamela Anderson's like I phoned my buddy back at the river rafting thing they're gonna come pick you up here here's a giant fucking cell phone from 1992 so they leave down the river without her and we get more leg shots of her sitting by the river here we go, and now it's like it's like spooky atmosphere. Get ready, including spooky <laughs> a little tre- <laughs> too quiet, <laughs> a little too quiet. Like spooky tree shake.
1: There's like a sh- she like looks up and there's like a spooky tree shake. Oh, and she's holding one of those old '90s cell phones that is gigantic. Yeah,
2: that Ham hey, Anderson just came. Yeah, her yeah.
1: It's it's. It, I don't know why that stuck out so much to me.
0: And then. Oh, God. The second greatest thing to be put to film after Cam Landis playing the saxophone.
1: Absolutely amazing.
0: Thor Deliverance dude just pops out of the (laughs) river and grabs (laughs) Shani.
2: He is (laughs)
3: laying...
0: underneath
1: he is, her
2: there is some noise that distracts her thankfully because he is laying in water that is just deep enough for him to be under it
1: and she he's literally oh emerges God. from underneath and it's crystal her. clear she
2: was looking down at her feet you can she would have been able to see him yes, it is the, this is not a muddy river you can see him you can see the pebbles under him like I mean, he must have been there just sort of blubbering gorgeous. bubbles, you know, waiting,
1: <laughs> yes. waiting for her and she was just staring directly at him. <laughs> I mean, it, it was the most unbelievable. I was like, where is she going to pop out from? And when he popped out from below, I just, you know,
2: literally right next I to I almost
1: her. texted everyone I know and, and said that they had <laughs> to watch this scene because it, it was unbelievable.
2: As we will learn later, he is not the only one with that superpower. <laughs>
1: no, he's not
0: the only one, but he is absolutely a gravy seal in this sequence. It is magical. And so, you know, he's captured Shawnee. Uh oh, major cliffhanger to be continued. So, that is the end of that yes. episode. We're going to take a short break and we will come back and discuss part two of this two parter.
1: Will Shawnee get away? Will she become Clementine? Well, all right. We'll be right
0: back with part two on Millennial Rewind. <laughs>
1: Well, all's I'm saying is the crossbow could come in handy. Okay, how exactly? Considering we
0: both got these ear rifles. Well, say one of them rifles falls into the river and gets broke. Okay, okay, if that happens. But if we go over the rapids and need to shoot the guy, we use a rifle. Right. Okay, well now, why did you pause there? I didn't pause there. Okay, there, you see? You did it again. Did I? Okay, you're trying to confuse me, aren't you? Tell me you'll use the rifle if we go over the rapids and we need to shoot the fella. I'll use the rifle if...
2: Hey, sirs, this is a children's playground. If you don't have kids, you'll need to leave.
0: Uh, I have one of them inner childs. Yeah, back off, fella. We got the swings. I like to tater totter. (laughs) And we're back, ready to break down part two of this Baywatch episode. It's a whole new episode. They did it a two parter. And my alternate title for this is Fuck. Continuity. (laughs) We'll get into it, but there are some seriously bad continuity errors in this one.
2: That's what makes it so much fun, though.
0: Oh, I'm not saying they're not fun. I'm just saying that this particular episode gave its middle finger to continuity. So we open up with more Disney World commercial music. Hoff and the gang is all rafting down the river. Hasselhoff and Minnie Hoff are doing some horseplay because they're father and son. And Pamela. Anderson is telling everyone how to raft properly. I just want to take like a quick sidebar. Like this show did really well with young women because despite the fact that it's like a giant perv fest, it showed women in a very competent light, which was very appealing to them. So a huge like the main demographic that Watch Bay Watch was actually young women. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I was just gonna say that as long as you're into tan toned white people, it's equal opportunity on the eye candy. I mean, they're showing guys off just as much as the women.
0: Oh yeah. No, it is got a little something
1: for everybody. As long as you as long as you're into white people, that's then yeah. just buckets of flesh. You know. I still say that in the intro <laughs> but song But not in these episodes. In the intro song, if you replace the music with the music from Dexter, it would make a really good serial killer intro. <laughs> So during their ride down the river,
0: there's a shot facing forward on the boat, and you see the riverbank. And on the riverbank, I'm not exaggerating, there are 90 fucking people in red t shirts. <laughs> I don't know whether they got footage of a school trip or like a church outing or How what How did I was. miss this? I missed this too. Well, My you God. and I both missed the boner. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There was just like on the banks of the river. So, cause the impression the story wants to give you is that they're out by themselves in this, on this river thing. No, there are 90 fucking people in red shirts on the banks of this river during this sequence.
2: I totally missed that. What I kept noticing in all of the rafting scenes is that the Close-ups make it seem like they're going through, like, some really intense rapids. And then they pull back and they're just paddling along. We need to start
1: a bit where, in the subsequent
2: episode, we review
1: and we say, we have verified the boner, or we have verified the, <laughs> the 20 red-shirted people on the... <laughs> No, seriously,
0: like, I, you like if for broadcast TV back in the day, where there's no TiVo or anything, yeah, you're gonna miss this. They didn't give a fuck. But now that we have streaming, and you can pause and check it out, yeah. When I say 90 people, I'm not exaggerating.
2: Yeah, but I watched this twice. Like, I watched it first just to see what it was like, and I laughed my ass off and I had some mental notes, and then just literally two nights ago, I watched it again to take specific notes and pause and like pay close Usually attention. Usually you catch it on the second watch. I mean, with Small Soldiers, it took me Two watches
1: to sport the chicken. John, I hate to break it to you, but I think you're colorblind. You just can't perceive red.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they, they have they have an or high five because they're all buddies on this riverboat, and they get to the lollipop tree, and there's more fucking Minnie hoff singing, and I've never wanted yes! to kill Time a for child. more
2: Clementine. Oh. oh, and a little thing, because again, with how the song relates to the episode, no one ever talks about the end of the song. It's always there's the minor. He's got a daughter and she drowns. The very last verse it becomes apparent that the person who's singing was Clementine's lover and how deeply he misses her until he met her sister, had a kiss and was just like, well, fuck that we're getting married. I'm never thinking of you again. Wow. That is literally how the song ends. The Wild West was brutal. Put a pin in that. Marriage proposal.
1: I would also (laughs) like to bring up that the moments in these episodes where half and his son just have those, oh, you rascally little kid and oh, dad, and they wrestle and whatever. Those drove me insane. Everything that is depicted in their relationship is so just cringeworthily idealized that you just want to go out and smack yourself in the head twice with a kayak Or Oh, it is saccharine
0: contrived bullshit and there's a lot more of it to come. But what's very interesting to note is that when they're going through the lyrics to the song, the kid sings it, but has Hasselhoff clearly, when the cameras went rolling, said, are you fucking kidding me? Go fuck yourself. He just speaks the words like William Shatner yeah. doing Rocket Man. Yeah. Hobie starts saying, He's like, just give me the fucking paper
3: kick.
2: <laughs> and again, just reads it. There's no actual reason for the song to be there other than allegory. Right. <laughs> which, which just... Su- surprises me that Baywatch has allegory yeah no the writer's like holy shit (laughs) we
0: made an extra level to the show and we're gonna let everyone fucking know about
1: it you really are giving them that credit i mean they tried they tried they they knew that they were i'm I'm firmly of the belief that john could find legitimately amazing writing in almost any movie or tv show he could i mean john is the most
0: wide-eyed and (laughs) least cynical among us, so I Wow, that's saying
2: something. (laughs) That is really saying something.
0: Yeah, out of a group of guys who will definitely all drink themselves to death, that is saying something.
1: (laughs) These are three very soulless hosts, my dear listener. (laughs) You can hear the
2: soullessness in their laughter.
0: This isn't a cry for help, you're a cry for help. Keep crying on me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so
1: bang the deliverance dudes yes. start deliverance shooting
2: returns with their, rifles? With Not their crossbows. rifles
1: and uh they they have some epic you know stormtrooper technique it's really quite beautiful
0: they're so bad at shooting oh Like my god this is a rifle under 500 yards you should be
1: able to hit i them. mean that must be why he used the crossbow at this
2: point all they're going for is to scare them and hey, give us that map. Right. The Deliverance duo's not out for blood yet.
0: Yeah, so like, despite getting shot at, they managed to maneuver God, this whole room, sequence. Raft, like, behind a rock that's in the center of the river and they show them that they've got Shawnee and there's a whole, like, back and forth about who's gonna bring the, the, the leather thing with the clues. They're like, make the boy do it. No, we're not gonna do it. You do it. No, you do it. Do it. I'll do it. Okay, fuck it. I'll do it. So eventually, Pamela Anderson, they they, they they have a huddle. They come up with a plan. And Pamela anderson comes out and she's gonna bring the leather clue i just have
1: a question why does warlock believe that hoff can get his girlfriend out of this situation does hoff have uh, his character john you'd know this he watched more of the series does he have experience with hostage negotiation
2: i would believe that by this point he has i've seen him <laughs> do uh, murder investigations <laughs> I've seen him out forensics the police on a uh, abandoned, what's that, windsurfer they, yeah, like the, yeah, wind, windsurfing rig. Oh my god. Because he just, as
1: soon as Hoff says we'll get her out of this, he's just like, oh, okay, okay.
2: Ba- uh, apparently you can, you can do everything magic. I've only watched three or four episodes of the first season, so by the time we get to season three, he's definitely got some hostage experience. I absolutely <laughs> believe it. Luckily, he doesn't try to employ any of those skills here, If though. we have
1: any um, lifeguards, listeners, could you please let us know how many times you've been in a hostage situation because that's how many
0: times have you had to be a navy seal
1: (laughs) while being a lifeguard
0: this is what i want to know because this is some navy seal
2: according to this
1: show it's daily and how (laughs) many wet dreams have been
2: exactly like this i also want to know that thankfully no um he's not he doesn't employ any hostage negotiation skills he uses river ninja skills. this is true
0: right, because basically what Pamela Anderson's doing with the raft is she is blocking Eddie and Hasselhoff, so Hasselhoff like swims behind the boat and like breaks off and he goes like the bottom of the cliff where Shawnee is being held hostage by Fat Thor, and he starts scaling a sheer cliff face. <laughs> Nobody hears him, by the way. He is
1: just on silent mode.
2: And rocks absolutely are not slippery when you've just climbed out of a river. No, not at all. This is the way the world works. He's got perfect room. The
1: Hoth has magical powers. We, we've Again, river he's, ninja. He's immune to jellyfish. He, he can full-on navy seal underwater and rock climb right out of it in complete stealth silence.
0: Oh, and also he's like clearly like psychic because he just somehow deduces that these are the guys that ransacked his uncle's house. He just happens to drop that in the middle
1: of the whole <laughs> scheming thing. And it's like, maybe. The Spidey but you- sense
2: works in wonderful ways. Yeah. His
1: only weakness is that memory. I that know. is his kryptonite remembering things that were clearly easy to remember. So a whole bunch of shit
0: happens here. I don't know what happens in what order, but it's so Hoff scales the, the shift, the sheer cliff, the sheer cliff manages to sneak up on fat Thor, gets him to drop his gun in the water and like starts fighting him. And in the middle of the fighting, shoddy falls into the river.
2: Well, she gets pushed. Oh yeah. She gets pushed almost as casually as CJ threw Hoff in the river. (laughs) Thor just kind of like, <laughs> almost like he's almost like he's a catching a door to keep it yes. open, like that <laughs> it amount is, of push. It is a gentle. Is God. what he uses, and she goes falling into the river. There was a very
0: long, intense safety brief for this stunt.
1: <laughs> Where he's like, "No,
0: Fat Thor, that's too hard. I, I swear to God, we will get a stunt double for this. You need to do it softer."
1: I think so- you're being harsh. I don't think he's Fat Thor. I think he's just redneck Thor.
2: No, he's just redneck
1: Thor. He's a he's a large gentleman. <laughs> I didn't think it was that let's large. just say
2: that he he is
0: not he is not lean,
2: well, no, but all right, agree to disagree, so
0: anyway, while that's happening well, so while that's <laughs> happening, Eddie has like popped out of the water,
2: yes. <laughs> This, this is the so- moment I meant where um, Thor is not the only one with that superpower because the the uh, baseball hat redneck is on land. He is not standing in the water and it gently comes up like there was a bit of a gap where they kidnapped Shawnee like a one foot drop or something like that. No, no, this is you walk down into the water and he somehow is able to spring up out of the river directly in front of this guy.
0: Yeah. Like a river snake just, like, popping out. Like, it was madness. Yeah, this
2: is not ankle-deep water. Like, this is, like, the sole of your foot-deep water. And he somehow manages to surprise Baseball
1: According cat. to Baywatch, as soon as you go into the water, you are invisible. This is how <laughs> science works. This is
0: true. I'm pretty sure that's this also, like, true. Metal Gear Solid logic, but...
2: <laughs> well, also, according to Baywatch, when you get to the beach episodes, you can swim in the ocean with your eyes open and see perfectly. Of so. course. <laughs>
0: So, a bunch of shit happens. They rescue Shawnee. They all end up back on the boat, fleeing down the river. Deliverance dudes are shooting at them again, and they hit the boat and put a hole in it. And again, terrible shot. Like, you should have Like, he
1: could have killed them all. Yeah, there's serious stormtrooper aim here. So, back in Malibu...
2: Oh, God, we gotta go back to the B plot.
1: Which has nothing to do with the A plot, by the way.
2: Just completely dis... Yeah, it's just gotta be new characters that are gonna pay off later in the season. That's all it is. we
0: we have a high school drama in the middle of of our softcore porn. It's weird. So Summer is super embarrassed. Like we're at the trailer. Summer is super embarrassed that her mom has taken a job as a cocktail waitress because the kids at school might see her.
2: A singing cocktail waitress, but it's totally not a sleazy place.
1: This is, this is actually where the, the show shows <laughs> this is what the actual sing. reality kicks in. Is the woman going to Hollywood with hopes of being a great singer ends up taking the shitty job as a cocktail waitress. That is right. the point of right, you gotta, in this thing, In a trailer. You gotta break in there somehow. Even the writers of the show re- realized at a certain point, this is getting a little out of hand. We gotta show something that actually happens to real people.
0: I mean, I don't no, that that green tartan skirt that she wears that is definitely a sleazy bar because, like she's got her uniform on that she's supposed to wear at this place and again i you just can't help but notice that she is so much fucking taller than her daughter <laughs> just ridiculous amounts taller than her daughter and again jed the the creepy ex-boyfriend shows up because his warlock patron fucking told him where they were like there's no rhyme or reason for him to show up he just happens to know where they
1: are. Yeah, with Rugrats, we were talking all about the Star Wars references. Now we're stuck in D&D world, by the way.
0: Yeah, that is another hobby we have, so nerd alert for the rest of the show for all the other episodes we will do, because we will reference D&D. So back on the river, uh, Eddie proposes to Shawnee, and she's like, actually, I wasn't pregnant, I was just late, and she basically implies that everything that just happened gave her her period.
2: Yeah, okay, this is where I was saying I was going to come back to this much later, when she was like, I'm pregnant. So, did she know she wasn't pregnant then, and she's testing him to see how committed he is to this relationship? Was her period, like, go into effect when she hit the water (laughs) after Thor pushed her? Like, yeah. how does she know she was late, and when did she get this information? Because the answer to that dramatically changes how I feel about this character.
0: Okay, no, she thought she was late, and she's saying she stuff started happening after all the excitement, so basically what she's implying is getting kidnapped started her period.
1: Yeah, to me, I couldn't actually register any... I wasn't sure, I couldn't though. register any of this because I was too distracted by the fact that after such a, you know, incredible fight that these guys had had, not one of them had a single bruise.
2: <laughs> yeah, you need to watch more Baywatch.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: There was barely any markings after the jellyfish stings earlier. It's
1: true, yeah. The jellyfish, there was at least a mark, but, you know, the half and Redneck Thor full-on go at it, and... And not and half is just pristine. Actually,
2: again, season one, but it impressed me. Um, a girl falls off a pier, lifeguard rescues her, but you know, like the the waves are crashing around, and he gets slammed. He gets his slam. Get his slam. <laughs> <laughs> his back gets slammed into one of those you know pillars under the pier that has barnacles and shit on it. And honestly, the next several times you see him, he has a scratched up, bloody back. I was very impressed. They
1: actually did it.
2: Wow. (laughs) Well, they used all their budget in that. It was the first episode. (laughs) Um, For seasons later, they're like, no, we can't have makeup. But like for the edit to place this back where Thor pushes Shawnee in the water. I did have notes about this. Okay, so I imagine Shawnee's a strong swimmer. She's probably one of the lifeguards. Yes, she is one of the lifeguards. She hits the river and sinks like a rock. Yes. Yeah, that's not how, that's not how humans or buoyancy or it's, anything works. It's Clementine, uh, you know, reference all over again. And, and yes, her hands are tight, but that's in front of her. That does not make it hard for you to get to the surface and tread. We are in a very, very calm section of the river. So the threat of we'll throw her in, like didn't really mean shit at the time. Yeah, because her legs are free; she can kick. John, we
1: paid for yeah. an underwater camera, and we are getting our money's worth. <laughs> they
2: damn well get their money's worth because Hoff and I think and I think boyfriend are there. Like he's back over there by the time they can't even help her to the surface. They have got to get those fucking hands untied first. That's the only way.
1: Yeah, the tying of hands <laughs> is is the issue here, not the actual problem, which would have been. Uh... I don't know, 20-pound roll. Yeah, if they're tied was... behind your
2: back, that actually makes it a hell of a lot harder to swim. But in in front of you, there's no difficulty added there.
1: Yeah, it was a dumb sequence. Maybe she was having a period at the time and it was too distracting.
0: <laughs> I mean, given the logic of this show, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're going to make me say it. <laughs> um, and then she was afraid to come up out of the water because then bears would arrive. Oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean the way she's talking
1: during the proposal oh, scene word. sorry bare issue I, John just said that i i want everyone to take a moment and, and just let it sink in
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay but here's the thing the implication is that that is still going on during this proposal. So this proposal is in danger of being attacked by bears.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, honestly, this, was, this is the early 90s. This is a writer's room full of dudes. I don't think anybody- We haven't
1: gotten to the proposal I yet. don't think
0: they knew what a period was, if I'm honest- <laughs> Yeah, they they clearly don't know how periods work. The implication is she is having one and was probably having one in the water. But Eddie doesn't care about that or the fact that like she's not pregnant. He wants to marry her anyway. And he gives her a ring made out of grass that he's made out of reeds and it's like an aw
2: moment. And then Hobie's there. Oh, I think I blocked that out because I hate his guts. Yeah, no, they're they're having this wonderful moment. He has this ring, like he made out of grass or something, in the spur of the moment to propose. And then Hobie's just like, "Hey, we're gonna sing the next clue." Uh,
1: I hate him. I'm still stuck on the fact that the only reason he proposes is because she was in a hostage situation. I'm not sure that's a good foundation, you know? That the only reason you care for her is that she's in a life and death circumstance and you'd rather she not die. I mean, that old chestnut has been used far too often in movies and tv
0: shows look i've watched enough of the show to know that this show does not know how relationships work it doesn't know how <laughs> father Wood works it definitely doesn't know how menstruation works so <laughs> it's not gonna gonna know how any of this shit works properly so
2: again season one hoff and hobie very good father-son relationship i'm actually pretty sure the show it. was
1: written by hobie <laughs>
0: so basically Pamela Anderson tells Hoff that they need to keep going down the river to get a civilization and that once her friend who was supposed to pick up Shawnee realizes that she's missing she's going he's gonna call the sheriff they'll, they'll find him and Eddie's like hey we got engaged oh cool and no now is when Minnie Hoff comes in because he again he is almost coming in his pants at all times throughout this fucking two-parter because he thinks he's found the next clue
2: okay because my, my note wasn't as deep I just have, like, the, uh, Shawnee's late, did she know all this time we get her period underwater? Now they're engaged. Hobie ruins the moment and sings more.
0: Oh, yeah, no, he ruins, like, them telling the the rest of the group.
2: It was the
1: announcement, okay. I just remember the, remember the half line, which for some reason I'm gonna be taking with me everywhere, which was what you've been doing in the bushes. (laughs) Ha ha!
0: Yes, Jesus. he did say that. He I did. don't know
1: why, but that line is now my favorite line ever. Oh my God.
0: My note here is, I seriously need Minnie Hoff to stop singing because he keeps <laughs> I also wanted
1: to point out that uh, Hoff abandons his son right after a hostage situation. Now he just lets him run away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's rule one of dad is keep an eye on your kid right after a hostage situation and the hostage takers are still out there looking for you.
0: He didn't give a shit that his son was panning for gold with a stranger. His reaction was, let's get breakfast. I don't think he's going to give a fuck about what happens to him post hostage situation. (laughs) So they search around a fallen tree and within literally two seconds, they find the next clue, which is this fallen tree. And the show is clearly as bored of this treasure hunt at this point (laughs) as I am. it's like you're these clues are dumb this treasure hunts dumb just find the fucking treasure i can't handle this goddamn kid singing and hoff reads and he reads the next clue like just talks he just says it and
1: i have in all caps take a hint mini hoff this is how you do this Yeah, I mean, why they still continue on this treasure hunt makes no sense. Go back to civilization, get the cops, tell them about the two crazy hillbillies trying to murder you, and deal with that, and then go back and look for the treasure.
0: Right, but that would make sense, and that would make for boring television, so they gotta keep We've
2: already going. spent two episodes on this story. We're sure as hell not gonna make <laughs> a third. Then we might as well have made a movie, and that's
0: stupid
1: tune in tomorrow for part three of this episode so they've
0: the 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 clues and everything that takes them to this stone entrance to a cave like that's supposed to be like where the this crypt is and the 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 rock rock entrance the rock entrance
1: oh my god (laughs)
0: <laughs> Clearly made with paper mache and a prop department, this is not a natural rock. And what rock. makes
1: it even better Shanky is that rock. there are like a bazillion rocks behind it that look exactly the same, and yet he somehow knows <laughs> that this is the rock. <laughs>
2: this must be it
1: (laughs) it's in the same shot I don't know what the cinematographer the cinematographer must have been too busy masturbating or something I don't know what was going on maybe
0: but yeah no but seriously the the entrance to this rock to this cave Pamela Anderson's boobs look more real than this like let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) so to break up this exciting rock finding we go back to the trailer (laughs) Jesus, (laughs)
3: Yeah, Jesus,
1: <laughs> seriously, that is that is the buildup. It is finding rocks, <laughs> finding rocks, and now back to domestic abuse.
0: So Summer is calling nine one one in the trailer, and she, we learn in this call that her last name is Quinn. Huh. Remember, because Brody was talking about it. Uh,
2: yeah, I wasn't paying enough attention to the plot.
0: They, they, I mean, they let you—they uh, let you know later, but like that's not a big reveal. But like for anyone who's paying
1: attention at home, which there are none. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. this was the point where I yeah. just—I just said, why the hell does the B plot have absolutely nothing to do with the A plot? But yeah, because they're, they need to introduce new characters, and somehow during this domestic abuse situation,
0: Mom has had the chance to get out of her cocktail waitress outfit. She's like your abusive boyfriend is there. What a perfect time to change clothes. And Jed storms out, and he starts ramming the trailer with his truck. And Brody shows up on his motorcycle, pulls Jed out, and beats the shit out of him right before the cops.
1: Come. Yeah, Jed full on does a Tyrannosaurus in Jurassic Park 2 He just he just <laughs> he does <laughs> just tries to ram it off the edge of a cliff. I mean, there's absolutely no logical reason why that would make sense, or that his character was developed in any
2: way. It's just evil dudes do evil things, just like Tyrannosaurus yeah he's ramming the the trailer they have enough brains to get out and summer announces how she's called the cops and they're gonna be here law enforcement and his reply is i enforce other laws that apply to you and me yeah what i what what laws are those casual murder is it stalker code like (laughs) what the fuck is this
0: the worst bro code ever (laughs) So so, Jed gets arrested. Uh, the cops take him away, and
1: Summer introduces Brody. Oh, oh to I did his have mother one mother. actual little thing that I found. You know, going back to how John can somehow find miraculously good nuggets here and there brings me to the point that the name on the trailer is the Golden Nugget. Oh, ah. it was, wasn't it? So that is how the B plot related to the A plot. Yeah. Wow! I found That's... something. So yeah. John, high five!
0: <laughs> wow! So I, what you're saying is I got competition yeah.
1: now. Oh, yeah. All right, got I'm
0: it. on you. John, if you'd like to start another conspiracy,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm open.
2: I'm good. I just want to get back to the Deliverance duo. I just have to point this out before we get back to
0: the Deliverance duo. Brody says when he gets introduced to 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 Summer's mom, on enchanté, and from a meathead high school student. Yeah, what
1: the? And f- it works right after they almost
0: got murdered. And it's about as charming as I don't know the actual guys from Deliverance. It was really weird. <laughs> That's
1: so true. There's a casual French. Enchanté. I think
0: it's because like he's such a bad actor, he can't pull off <laughs> sophistication. I mean, he can barely pull off human speech, but French, no. <laughs> So Hoff is roping down into the cave, and this all of a sudden becomes the Goonies.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking crypt. Again, They get dropped with the old with that old chestnut line: "We've come this far, you guys." And it's just, oh god, yeah, you haven't come that far. You know exactly where it is. Go get the cops. Deal with the two people who are trying to murder you. No human being reacts that way. Nope. So they they get down in
0: and they're talking about like how the Tongas set that like there seems to be like a whole setup that just got cut like left on the cutting room floor because I have no idea there's like some legend about this place that either I slept through or they just didn't bother to put in their show
1: did you also um, spot the uh, one of one of our favorite lines or it's becoming so is the kid says that there might be traps down there and CJ says that only happens in the movies
3: I know
0: I- I know this is like you know, haha. We're a TV show, but we're gonna pretend that we are the real world. Fuck you! I think I think
1: we need to come up with an award for every TV show and movie that uses that line. I think I think we need to come up with (laughs) some kind of an award. Yeah, because
0: right now Rugrats has got it, and Baywatch has got it,
2: and like the
1: Golden Douche or something.
2: The Golden Douche. So hold on, we have. Repelling down into a tomb with worries about there being traps and looking for this great valuable artifact. My note here is Baywatch is a better Indiana Jones story than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs>
0: Oh. yes it fucking is accurate statement yes it is even with the no context for why there's a crypt here like who the fuck are the tongas you did not <laughs> unless i'm wrong here unless i'm wrong unless somebody like noticed something they talk about the tongas that like as if they had set this up like there's a Buddha statue down there like why the fuck is there a Buddha statue <laughs> in this crypt why there's
1: a casual skull on top of it because
2: america is a melting pot of different cultures Beliefs, Nick.
1: I need to go check my privilege real quick. I still wonder why there's such a casual skull on top of the on stop on top of the coffin. Yeah, there's a casual skull on top because he's going to open up the coffin
0: that it's placed on, and there's a full skeleton inside. So what the fuck's the point of that? So
1: it it somehow got dismembered, and then the person who dismembered it decided I'm just going to leave that right there. You know, (laughs) yeah, Uh, just just on it just really brings the crypt together. (laughs) You know, it's just. (laughs) <laughs> For the feng shui of this place of death, yeah. just fucking tomb feng shui. That's it.
2: the energy was really stifled until the skull was placed <laughs> just so.
0: Oh, and then so Hoff. I don't know whether it's now or whether it's like in just a moment, but like at some point during this sequence, he lights a kerosene lamp that's still works after
1: 150 years
2: still better than kingdom <laughs> still of, the better than skull. King of the
1: crystal skull but they, they just said this is what you have to have you have to have the lantern moment but somehow they crammed it all into like one sort of sack rock at the bottom of the place so they said you gotta have the lantern as opposed to any other method yeah it's so dumb it's really dumb.
0: But yeah, so like even with the non-explained backstory to like why this crypt is here. Yeah, better than movie than the Kingdom of the Crystal <laughs> Skull. So he opens up the crypt and he finds... The boot. Did he find a a, a golden nugget or did he find spray-painted tinfoil <laughs> wrapped around styrofoam? <laughs> but it's, it's
1: real. It's really heavy. It's like 50 or 60 pounds. It looks like a crowbar uh. wrapped
0: in plastic wrap they had no prop budget on this episode seriously (laughs) they they spent it on this episode I mean, they splurged on the fucking river rafting equipment. That's where the budget went.
1: So they pull up the boot on the rope. It's pulled up really awkwardly as well. It just, I just so wanted it to like. Well, because it's so. I mad. know. I know. Because it's solid gold. Stares at it like it's <laughs> aura, but it just still looks like a crowbar wrapped in plastic wrap. <laughs> and then again, because I mean, I think they moonlight as ninjas or maybe who <laughs> the fuck
2: knows. But out of nowhere, <laughs> the, the Deliverance the, Duo returns. The Deliverance we're told Duo, you they have River Batman powers—they could just disappear. The true heroes the, of the and show. and reappear.
1: Not the heroes we deserve, but the ones that we need right now.
2: Do we, uh, yeah. if you're watching Baywatch? These are the ones you deserve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, boy,
0: and how. Oh, so they show up and then there's a whole fight sequence and they manage to get the guns and the crossbow
2: away. Oh, before that, I have this great note because as soon as they turn up, Hobie has a long
1: day. yes the dad scream
2: and while that's happening they are pushing the rock back over the hole oh god trying so hard to homage raiders it's but instead i have baywatch inspires the ring
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my word
2: i like that it took you guys a sec to get what i did i I want to see you see like a
1: long-haired david hasselhoff just emerging from your television. You have him
2: staring up the hole, and then you have you have that shot of the hole with the rock sliding across and it growing darker and Next darker. Next year,
1: you guys, we are doing the Hoff emerging from your streaming device. That is the latest, the Ring, the Return of Hoff.
2: That's what it's going to be,
1: <laughs> guys. I have five dollars. We can make this happen. We have got to make this happen. I've got a wig. <laughs>
0: So after they seal him in, Minihoff chucks a rock at one of them, and they manage to get the gun away. Like it's 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 a convoluted fight because again they're all
3: fucking a very sloppy fight. Yeah, very they're, they're... sloppy.
0: Again, if you're a lifeguard, you are just a trained special forces fighter, and they get the. <laughs> They get like CJ, Pamela Anderson and Eddie, like they, they managed to get the guns and shit away from them. And then the sheriff shows up magic and the sheriff takes the rifle. It's like, all right, I got it. And plot twist. The sheriff is collaborating with the deliverance dudes.
2: Dun, oh dun, boy. Duh!
0: That's right. Sheriff double cross. So yeah. So the
1: sheriff is going to take the boot. And he's going to escape on a kayak. He arrived here in a car. He is going to escape on a kayak. But Let that sink in for he a second. Does. <laughs> yeah, again,
0: nobody who wrote the show watched a good heist movie. The fastest so...
1: getaway is either a car or a kayak, which can only follow the river, I might add. Mm-hmm. He is going to choose the kayak and spend a lot of time putting on his life jacket and helmet because, you know. Safety is important.
0: But before he does that, inside the cave, David Hasselhoff notices that there's a there's a sprig of water coming (laughs) out of the walls. And he deduces that if he whacks at it with a pickaxe, he can flood the cave and swim out to the river. And he does that.
1: Aquaman powers activate.
0: Oh, and outside as well, before, before the sheriff gets put into his kayak, they put the rest of the gang on the raft, they tie them up, and they're going to push them downriver so that they die in the devil's mouth,
1: where the old dude... As opposed to shooting them first and then sending them down.
2: Right. Yeah, because that would make sense. Because <laughs> we know bodies don't wash back out once they go <laughs> into that cave. And you already have the sheriff on your side. Yes. <laughs> but, but here's the
0: thing. There are 90 random people in red t-shirts lurking around. <laughs> We're not done. With, we're not done with them yet. Put a pin in that. So outside, after they get pushed away, the sheriff is like going, to, like going down river on his kayak, and then all of a sudden, motherfucking Hoff
2: attack.
1: It tips over.
2: But again, he is three feet from the shore. Exactly. <laughs> like he has just gotten into the kayak. <laughs> no, yeah, he's like,
0: yeah, he's just in the middle of this river, which is this is not a deep part of this river, and Hoff just like flips him over, manages to pull him out, and steal and put on his life, life jacket, jacket and helmet, and helmet. And then and back up in this fucking <laughs> kayak
1: spins around yes the the, the,
2: <laughs> the deliverance duo just sees the kayak capsize which is something that happened at the very beginning with pam anderson it's like oh no look there's a move how you can write yourself and it's like man he ain't coming up you okay over there and it's this super dramatic <sighs> Up out of the water of Hop, wearing the fucking helmet and life vest.
1: I know the Hop is Aquaman. People,
0: yeah, he's f- motherfucking Aquaman. He is a name. <laughs> Deal spliced with Aquaman, spliced with Spider-Man. He's, it's crazy. So now he's got the kayak and he's got the boot in the kayak. And then Hoff just fucks off down the river in this kayak to try and save his friends. So we get more Pamela Anderson, like telling everyone what to do, like lean left in this rabbit, lean right in this rabbit. And we cut. Yeah, that is something you can't
2: do. You cannot sit in the middle of one of those rafts and steer it by leaning
0: in Baywatch world you can (laughs) and while this is going on while they're on this runaway thing we cut to the same fucking shot of the river with the 90 people in the red shirts again, I did
2: not see these people, I was more focused on the fact that the wide shots have a very very calm river and then when we get up close they're getting jostled and thrown all over the place (laughs) and getting splashed Nope, you, you there's a there's a shot they use of like
0: the like facing the front of the boat and on the riverbank are 90 fucking people in red shirts who could have been like, oh shit, they look like they're in trouble. We could do some help. But no, they're not actually supposed to be. You're not supposed to notice them. They just got this shot and couldn't be bothered to like get a better one because they figured nobody would notice it. I was it.
1: too busy Googling whether Aquaman and Hoff had been in the same room at the same time at any point in their lives. <laughs>
2: You never not see Aquaman and off at the same time. Although, starting in season 10, Jason Momoa does join the cast. He
0: does, but I think that's also for Baywatch Hawaii. He's in Baywatch Hawaii as well.
1: Plus, The Rock gets to be in the show, and he really shows Hoff how to smile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Hoff catches up to the raft, he unties everybody, and he uses the kayak oar to row them through the rapids. I don't think that's how rafting works, and they Again,
2: this is not how it works, because he's sitting at the front of the boat. You need the rudder to be at the back. That's why your guide is always at the back of the boat because they can help steer if everyone else fucks up.
0: Yeah, but it looks cooler if you're in the front. So that's why they did that. And then so they're about to come to the devil's mouth and they all manage to like this. Apparently like this really dangerous part of the river. They all dive out of the fucking raft and manage to all safely swim ashore.
1: At this point, the kid asks his dad where the boot is. And the dad says it was in the kayak when that should have been the other way around. He was stuck in the tomb being smothered before they found out where that boot was going to be. And the kid was outside hearing the evil guy's plan. So that's a nice little continuity.
2: Well, he would have known it was in the kayak, though, because he climbed in there, too. So he would have known Sheriff put it So in. he would
1: have felt it on his crotch. Hoff has magical penis-feeling powers. Crotch,
2: legs, something. <laughs> it's a giant... <laughs> bent piece of gold like you're gonna notice it's in there
0: (laughs) yeah that that's a hefty piece of metal so the raft and the kayak get swallowed up by the devil's mouth i hear more sounds that will haunt my fucking nightmares until the day
1: i die (laughs) and that is the end of this so i would also like to point out that chasing after millions of dollars really doesn't matter when you have a house as nice as hoff does in this show there are absolutely no stakes to this if he needed money for any reason this would have mattered (laughs) Gold is its own reward.
2: The stakes of the deliverance. It's like, it's like Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck
1: are. searching for treasure. You know, there, there's very little stakes for that either. Although he, that is an episode of Ducktales,
2: because he can't be the he, he he can't bear to be the second most richest duck that's in the true. world. Yeah, that that
1: that's very fun one. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's also a pride thing. Like you you, you want to figure out the mystery
0: and be the one who's got the bragging rights. It's not about the money. It's about the implication. That's
2: sending a message. This was an odd tangent.
0: There you go. Everything burns. <laughs> so what's? Uh, hang on. Now
2: oh so no, so that's now, actually the best transition because we go from that to literally all of them are back at the beach yeah we're back at the beach <laughs> so confusion
0: is the best segue yeah no th- well i guess i'll have to leave that in because i got lost in my notes so hoff comes out of the fucking lifeguard station and just fucking exposits that they caught the sheriff of the deliverance dues trying to like kayak up to canada <laughs>
2: So <laughs> okay, I had to I I really nerded out at this point. They got caught in Washington trying to row up the Chilliwack River into Canada. So I just had to know about the Chilliwack River. It starts in Lake Chilliwack and goes east and north for its entire run. It is entirely in Canada. <laughs> It's it's there's a mountain like Chilliwack in British Columbia and the river flows from that to a much larger one. Unless I'm reading it wrong and they and the river flows into the mountains, you know. I I don't know, but it's But just, still the entirety of the river that they're trying to escape into Canada on is in Canada. Yeah,
1: I got I got something <laughs> this epi- this TV show episode can whack right here. <laughs>
0: Now, now we're getting ready for the the swim test for the new lifeguards who want to be, you know. And so Summer's there. This Brody dude is there. And all of a sudden, Brody, like, hears from his buddy, hey, I heard this Quinn dude is number 10. Look out for it. And Brody sees that Summer has number 10. And what? You were Quinn this whole time? What? Like, just, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he might as well have made that noise.
2: Yeah, so men's and women's sports aren't a thing in this because the coach was telling the boys' team at the high school how there's a new swimmer coming over from the East Coast who's a champ that's going to kick all their asses. Or it's a
0: co ed swim team and none of the girls well, only at the school dudes. swim yeah okay. yeah like the yeah team that's only two yeah so no basically like none of the girls in malibu high want to swim even though they technically could if they wanted to they just choose not to so uh, okay <laughs> that's my theory on this
2: um i also have that the young the young ones who are trying out are age-shaming pam anderson <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Yeah. But so so they're about to start this this um, water swim and Pam Addison like grabs Summer who sh- she doesn't know. She doesn't know this girl and just grabs her <laughs> and is just like, you know, because because pl- everyone's like really psyched to get started. And she kind
2: of. She just understood that this girl is important to the plot somehow.
0: <laughs> yes. Or just like saw her like as like the only other girl, blonde woman in this race. It's just said and she says, let them trample each other pace yourself. Implying that all the guys are going to go in there and like
1: swim themselves tired. Moss you pit. look plot significant. <laughs> you look pl- you look like
0: you're going to be a serious regular.
1: I, I sense backstory <laughs> with half Spidey sense. <laughs> Cue crazy long swim montage
0: that alternates between slow-mo and regular speed. Serious, and...
1: serious flesh. Just so much flesh. Again,
0: what
2: did you think you were watching? <laughs>
0: And here's the crazy thing: they definitely so they 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 do wide shots where they're clearly swimming in the ocean, but for the close up shots of them swimming, that water is way too fucking flat to be the ocean. They clearly filmed that in a. (laughs) That is a pool. That is a pool, or that is a lake, or that is some placid body of water. They did not film any of those close ups in the ocean for damn sure. So, not surprisingly, all the characters that we've been following make the swim. Like you got to be in the top 20
2: where you're given a popsicle stick. Where you get a popsicle. No, <laughs> oh, I saw
1: that.
0: Well, all, all our characters get get a popsicle stick and you get a very awkward hug between Hoff and Pamela Anderson. Yeah, she
1: looks so uncomfortable in that in that hug. So <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Hoff must have broken wind or something right at that moment or so It it was, it looked like she was, you know, she didn't know she was getting hugged and
0: (laughs) David Hasselhoff insisted on having a hug. (laughs) And this is going to be 30 years before intimacy coordinators. So (laughs) yeah, she was not into it and he was, she was not prepared.
1: (laughs) He went over, he went over to a bunch of his friends and says, watch, I'm going to hug Pam Anderson in this scene. And it somehow ended up in the final release version
2: oh boy I kind of forget what happened here um I don't know if I'm talking about the people who were in the swim race or Hoff walking up to her but my note just says sarcastic panting
0: oh yeah Pam Anderson was not winded when she filmed this
2: post-swim <laughs> okay. scene yeah for sure <laughs> Sarcastic panting.
0: Oh yeah. All of them were like lackadaisical like they could come out of the
2: ocean. I mean that
1: was that could have been a, a subtitle of me throughout watching this entire movie is just sarcastic panting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They weren't sure if anyone would dr- actually drown in the ocean. So they're like, we got to film the after race before. So everyone just be out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened.
0: So we'd like to follow up this swimming montage with a wedding beach montage.
2: Yes. And clearly I fell asleep the first time because I remember a little bit of the tryouts. And then what the fuck? There's a wedding going on as a song plays. And then we have golden water silhouette. There's golden
0: water silhouettes and so we're going between this beach wedding and then like flashbacks of Eddie and Shawnee <laughs> on the beach in different outfits and different haircuts and I'm like, again, am I having a fucking stroke or are they just like flashbacking to other episodes where they did this on the beach? I have no idea.
2: I really like the idea that they're not using old footage and they actually did have to shoot all of these scenes for this montage.
1: I, I just completely <laughs> checked out during this montage. I was I was in an in my happy place <laughs> um you know dancing with mickey mouse that, that's that's where i was i mean that was a better use of
0: your time than watching this montage because again you, like it, it's just montageception, just montage upon montage and you see shawnee mouthing i do and apparently that's how they wrote the characters off because afterwards we see hoff and Minnie hoff they're walking down the beach Minnie hoff's in a tuxedo and apparently now eddie and shawnee are both going to australia so they can continue being passive aggressive to each other in a typical 90s relationship
1: (laughs) keep it off camera
0: exactly tell don't show best way to do screenwriting as we will always mention
1: while hoff and his son walk down the beach it it is reassuring to know that there is not a single person who seems to look coordinated walking on a beach because they're they're all falling all over the place and i thought that was just me but it's reassuring that even attractive people look stupid walking on the beach
3: (laughs) (laughs) They
0: do. And so uh, Minnie Hoff quips that being a Hasselhoff's kid is a full time job. And then he jokes that he's going to go run into the ocean in his rental tux. And he runs to, like, you know, psych Hasselhoff out and father son shenanigans. You do get the, the question
1: as well. What would you do if you'd got the money? Well, I'd probably still be a lifeguard. And I'd be like, yeah, because you earn a fortune. You could probably earn that boots amount in just two years, apparently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I had about Hobie talking about how he hates the tux. And he's going to run in the ocean to ruin it and then doesn't go anywhere close. Yeah. And what we have here is a game where the dog refuses to drop the ball.
3: <laughs> it's true. That's the best way of putting
2: it. And (laughs) Hash just did that. I'll come here, you little. And he's just kind of skittering around the sand. You little scamp. Oh there is absolutely
1: God. no conflict or interesting relationship between half and his son in these two episodes. They just look like the worst, most boring people in the entire world. Doesn't get Again,
2: better. Again, season one. Season one Hobie. It does get better. It's called season one Hobie.
0: Yeah, well, like I'm saying like from this point, it doesn't Redeem get better. In there's, in an in season, <laughs> there's an episode of this season. There's an episode of the season where Hobie's like playing video games at a liquor store, and that turns into a whole... <laughs> thing uh, that turns into a fight and people getting grounded it's like it's a whole lesson about peer pressure that's just really fucking contrived it's
1: oh god yeah wait until we get to the dare t-shirt in episode (laughs) Lifeguards can't jump. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's next time, though. That's next time. Yeah, no, we
0: prepped another episode of Baywatch, but then this particular episode would be five hours long. So we love Baywatch a lot. We're going to be doing another episode of Baywatch next time. But for right now, that is our show. And before we go, as always, we millennials know that every movie and TV show has a moral. So, Jules, what'd you learn today?
1: I learned that motels have creepy breastfeeding artwork in their bathrooms. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they fucking do and,
2: and john what did you learn well at first i learned to hide my valuables using the majesty of song
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then as it turns out as it turns out i actually learned that i cannot perceive the color red <laughs> no you can't you miss 90 people in red shirts you cannot on multiple occasions apparently
0: And I've learned that despite being completely uncoordinated and unathletic, I too can sneak up on people from underwater. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And before we go, we need to tell you what we're doing next time. John, what do the folks at home have to look forward to? More BayWall! Absolutely. We are doing more Baywatch because not just because it is so awesome when we were turning this into the Baywatch show, because this was not a typical Baywatch pair of episodes. We did this because it introduced Pam Anderson, a very important character to the show. We're going to do two more Typical episodes from season three, just to give you all the full Baywatch experience. I hope you appreciate
1: what I'm doing for you guys because that is a lot of white flesh. I mean, that is (laughs) just—I've hit my quota for the next three years of seeing white flesh. So racist. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, very, very racist. (laughs) Jules
0: jules has been canceled. Jules will be replaced next week. And John, do you have do you have a a review for us? Another Baywatch review? No. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. You just gave one
2: for two hours. I looked it up last time. We just did what's probably going to be a two-hour review. Isn't that enough? I don't get not paid enough for this.
0: I mean, again, fair enough. It's just part of the formula I had to ask. And I
1: get not paid too much.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're going to have to reduce your not salary. And that's... (laughs) (laughs) The dumbest thing we
1: ever came up with. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) And it's probably going to stay the yeah, show. probably. And that's our show. If you liked it, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, it we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating on iTunes to help others find us. Be sure to like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter. Links to those are going to be in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind.